Welcome to the Body Beauty Show podcast brought to you by Artemis Distribution, the beauty technology company. This podcast is devoted to bringing beauty and wellness business owners insights into the industry, what's changing in it, and what lies ahead. Each one of our guests are beauty professionals ranging from medical doctors to estheticians, chiropractors, spa owners, salon owners that serve the everyday beauty consumer in the trenches, helping them look slimmer, toner, and more alive as we all collectively protest the relentless effects of gravity and aging. This is your show if you're looking for expert insights on how you can take your beauty or wellness business to the next level from the best in the business. My name is Austin Evans and I'm your host. Okay, preamble out of the way, let's get started. So for episode number one, I could think of literally nobody better on this earth of 7 billion beautiful people than Lori Duke (laughs) of Theta Wellness Center in Burley, Idaho to uh, kick this thing off. So Lori, it's good to have you on the show. Thanks for jumping on. Thank you for inviting me. So I think it's helpful for listeners to have a bit of context on who the guests are. So why don't we start with who Lori is uh, and a bit about you, what you do, the business, and we'll get started here. Okay. I am Lori Duke, and I have a business called Theta Wellness Spa, and I help make people beautiful from the inside out. From the inside out. Well, very cool. I think a lot of spa, wellness business owners, et cetera, really focus heavily on the outside bit of that. Everything from facials, body sculpting, et cetera, et cetera. Tell us a bit more about specifically what you're doing. And uh, because I'm intrigued by the uh, helping folks with feeling beautiful on the inside, maybe give us a glance into that world as well uh, so we have more uh, of an idea of exactly what you do. Okay, in order to feel beauty surrounding from the inside out, you've got to start with your mental and emotional first. So if you're emotional and um, mental are intact and balanced, then it's easier to work on your outer beauty. And by doing that, um, people with addictions depression, anxiety, um, they can start feeling totally beautiful other than just on the outside. They can feel beautiful on the inside also. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, that's genius. I think the, the truth of the matter is, um, and I would, I would imagine that the statistics would defend this, that even if you are perfect on the exterior, no lines in the face, no crow's feet, not an ounce of extra body fat, perfect BMI, the complexion of an Egyptian goddess, it doesn't matter if your interstate isn't uh, in check. So I'm curious, how do, you, how do you do that? How do you pull that off? What's your modality? What's your, uh, your modus operandi with helping folks starting with the inside and getting their internal states as it pertains to their beauty uh, perception of it um, squared away? What does that look like? So um, it's called Theta. It's called the Theta Chamber Program. And what we do is we get you in into a chamber and it looks kind of like a capsule. And we use all five senses. And by using all five senses, we can get the brain into a Theta state, which means the the 
the um excuse me my words are gone hey it's okay english is hard for me as well i i don't blame you how i graduated college is beyond me i think i must have paid somebody to some my, uh, my papers so you're in good company you're in good company i'm not a grammarian so you're okay so um when you're when your brain is in theta state, that's where you're in a kind of like a meditation state. And that's where your sure. conscious and unconscious are in the same balance. They're equal. And when both sides of the brain can be speaking to each other at the same time. And while doing that, then we can change the addictions and the depression and the anxiety and the problems that go on in the brain that causes all of these deficiencies. Hmm. So I'm curious. So the five, the five senses, so there must mm -hmm. be some sort of mechanism at play in the capsule that you alluded to uh, that maybe I, I, I'm, ha I'm having a hard time picturing this. Maybe you could help us picture okay. what that looks like. Okay. So um, let's see. Let's, let's let's envision kind of like a elongated egg okay and and it opens from the feet and then um it opens up and you lay inside and with your feet down to the bottom where it where it is hinged together and then we add sense of smell with with the air oxygen that's in there and then we add um, little electrodes to the bottoms of the ears and for sensory. And we also have glasses that have um, lights, different kinds of light patterns. While your eyes are closed, you have these glasses on and your brain sees the light patterns. And then we have um, earphones on with sound. And then we also have motion, which is um, where the bed turns in a 360 and it keeps turning for the 30 minutes that you're in there. Wow. So it sounds like you, you've essentially found a way to, now if I'm mischaracterizing this, please stop me in my tracks, but I'm picturing something, <laughs> I'm picturing something um, uh, taken straight from the film Inception, where you're able to effectively hack people's brain states by meeting them at the crossroads of their uh, their unconscious or maybe subconscious and conscious minds to help them reprogram. I don't know if there's some sort of neuroplasticity effect that's happening or something of the sort that leads them to this sort of recognition that they are beautiful and everything that they do on the exterior is able to essentially serve as a complement to what already is, meaning that they're already beautiful and it helps them acknowledge that. I mean, is that close? Is that the outcome that you strive yeah, for or my yeah. way off? Yeah, pretty much. It, wow. You know, once you get rid of all of your problems, then you start feeling, so, you know, better about yourself because you're not worrying about what others think. You're not worrying about when do I take the next smoke or when do I take my next drink before I can go back to work or go back into my house or, yeah. you know, or, um, this person is really upsetting me. You know, you don't have your anger. You don't have your depression because of something somebody said.
Mm. You know, you're more yeah, it makes you impervious. It sounds like yeah. in many yeah. ways. Yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. You, you read these statistics and I think, and I'll cite a few of them uh, here in a minute, but I think when you hear these statistics, a lot of people's gut reaction is, okay, um, the way to fix it is uh, more machines in market for body sculpting or maybe more hydrofacials or more M-sculpts or, uh, you know, more laser devices to help uh, with, uh, with wrinkles in the face and that sort of thing. But I think the truth is, while that certainly is a, a catalyst for triggering visible changes on the face, I think that misses the other direction of causality with respects to people and influencing them to believe that they are beautiful. Meaning, obviously, you look in the mirror and let's say you had a, a uh, you know, liposuction or a body sculpting treatment or a facial or whatever, and the results are immediate and dramatic. Great, you can see that change and it has an effect on your psychology to where your confidence levels, presumably, at least in everyone that I've ever spoke to, myself included, goes up. But right. that misses the other side of that set of arrows of causality. And I think that if we can, if we can you know, find a way, um, I, can't, I can't help but want to scratch the itch of advocating that, that spa owners look into whatever capsule that you're using. Maybe you can uh, mention the product here down the line. Not to pitch it, but it is fascinating to me. Um, and for the specific reason of the statistics that I alluded to a moment ago, right. which are, to name a few, um, Dove Research specifically put out a, uh, a body of, uh, well, it was a survey from, I believe it was 2018, so it's a bit data now, but I would be shocked if it was any, uh, any better than it was at the time. But 96% of, I think it was 10,600 and change, well, just under 11,000 women, let's say, were surveyed. And they were asked a few questions. One of the questions was, um, would you use the word beautiful to describe yourself? And 96% said no. And yep. that cannot be, that, that just cannot be based on the law of averages and other seemingly obvious facts. That cannot be the actual case that only 96% of women are actually beautiful based on whatever scale metric system you want to use, which there isn't one, of course, because it's all subjective. Right. But that's a problem. And a obviously, problem. having more estheticians in the market and spa owners in the market, et cetera, um, it helps. But I think that the industry collectively is missing um, you know, a huge opportunity to, to help empower women. Obviously, men suffer the same. Uh, maybe just in different ways. And we don't have the exact data on that. It's a little bit more difficult to get the, uh, the data on things like that for a number of reasons. But there's a huge opportunity here, I believe. And that's you know, part of the reasons why I was, or one of the reasons why I was fascinated with the, uh, the idea of bringing you on first. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> the, uh, the Denver just dropped 60 degrees uh, in 24 hours. So we have snow outside <laughs> after having 100 degree weather yesterday. So... <laughs> I think the air is a little dry. And it's uh, <clears throat> I'm needing to buy a humidifier. My my throat is dying here. So if I start coughing up cats or something, um, you'll know why. But in any case, there's a huge opportunity, which I think is a segue. Um, wanting to be mindful of time here. You know, the the point of this podcast is really uh, it's to help beauty and wellness business owners of different flavors. You know, everyone um, from a spa owner to uh, the busy chiropractor who's running multiple practices or locations to 
you know, gals like yourself and anyone in between is to help with some tactical insights on how they can elevate their, uh, their business with, you know, experts, recommendations, maybe it's products, maybe it's different software systems to help optimize their scheduling, uh, or whatever. So it's not intended to be a, Hey, Austin, talk about your latest product, which is what I'm not going to do. So that being said, why don't we steer the conversation uh, into a, a bit of a different swim lane? Um, I think a lot of folks would be tempted to talk about the horrors of COVID and the nightmares that have ensued uh, with 36% of beauty business owners uh, that were forced to temporarily close due to state mandates that are now permanently closed. Um, and exploring that, I think what we should do instead is look out across the windshield uh, or whatever the analogy would be, not the rear view mirror, but forward into the future as to what the opportunities are, maybe some of the learnings from COVID um, that were relevant for the future and that sort of thing. So that being said, with the, uh, the galactic preamble there, uh, what would you say <laughs> as it pertains to the future, what were some of the learnings that you had as you, uh, you went through COVID that you are looking to apply towards the future of your business as we chart into Q Q4 here? Okay. Well, what I did and what I um, was told to start my business, because I've only been open for a little while, um, was to be able to have an amount of money saved to last throughout six months to a year. And, um, and that means every penny that you make goes into the bank or into a savings until you have that. Um, and before you buy another piece of equipment, before you buy, you know, anything, you have to have that amount saved. And, you know, if I didn't have that amount saved, I would have been in trouble during COVID. But instead of I had, you know, I, I had saved my money and was able to save it so that I could last through COVID and come out being okay. So I would suggest to people who have been in business and who are just starting to save that X amount of money. That means, you know, for your home, anything at your home, anything at your business, you need to have that X amount of money saved just in case of a tragedy. And then once once you've got that, then you can pay yourself. You can buy, you know, just don't go into debt. Don't spend more than you can handle. Yeah, which sounds like extremely uninteresting advice. You know, save, but it's profound. And if it wasn't so vital to hear again and again and again and again, we, we, we well... The, the savings statistics for the average American are absolutely abysmal, which just to me indicates the necessity of that message being sung again and again and again. And it's absolutely true. And I think that there's, um, you know, some of the mistakes that I see routinely as I speak with spa owners, you know, and I speak to 10, 20 a day um, and different wellness business owners is there's this enormous temptation to jump on the next hottest thing and they're over, not they're over. Then after, you know, chatting with a, a sales rep from some company, get all excited about the product and they start thinking about how they're going to implement it and they end up biting off more than they can chew and they don't see 
three, six, 12 months out in the future and the possible impact that that could have on their, their top and bottom revenue. Right. Cash they keep and their ability to save because they want to bite off more than they can chew. And it's hard to blame them. You know, this is an industry where uh, products come out seemingly every hour, some new hot, amazing fad <laughs> trend. Item. Oh my God, this thing cures uh, shortness. It'll make you a foot taller. Uh, you look like Angelina Jolie in five minutes for just three easy payments. And it's like, okay, yeah. that's great. There's a lot of ways that we can serve our customers as, as business owners in the space. And I think the, the best way that we can serve them is to be extremely cognizant of the impact of a decision today on your next quarter, the quarter after that, the year after that, as it pertains to cash flow, which in a crisis like COVID became even more important to be mindful of and sensitive to because those that were... Uh, not singing the same tune that you just sang, quickly found themselves in an upside down position, which is a very dangerous position to be in. And frankly, it's a difficult one to avoid if you're not cash flow positive each month and you have a lot of outgo with employees, with softwares to track your schedule, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This is an expensive game to be in, um, the game that we've, we've chosen to serve the customers that we, we serve collectively. So... Um, that having been said, let's see, we are approaching the about 20 minute mark here, just shy of that. So what I'd like to do in, uh, in our last, let's say five or so here is get tactical and look at what we think, uh, actually let's zoom out even a step further than that. Let's get a bit more global on, on trends that you see emerging in the wake of COVID as it pertains to our world in the beauty space where you see the market going, are there changes that you're seeing that might be of interest to our listeners um, that you're either investigating, looking into, or things that you're looking to avoid in the wake of all this? Um, maybe I'll give you a, um, a tee up, something that I've been thinking about as I speak to a lot of these spa owners that are um, injectable <clears throat> heavy with their practices. Um, one of the trends that I see, and I, I may be a mile off, is that a lot of these practices that are Botox heavy, filler heavy, and they focus a lot of their time and energy on that, is there's this deep, deep fear of being commoditized as a practice because they're a one-trick pony. Um, that's one thing that I've seen, and a lot, of, uh, a lot of folks are curious about how they can hedge against that with their practice. But are there trends that you're seeing that you have been keeping your ears on the track of um, moving into the tail end of the year that might be worth exploring here in brief? Oh, I haven't really noticed anything. Um, hey, and that's a good thing too, by the way. If, if there's nothing, if there's no smoke in the room, there's no fire, that's a good thing. So if that's yeah, the case, better, nothing wrong with that. I'm, I haven't noticed anything, but you know, we're pretty much doing what we've done in the past other than when we were shut down. Um, we still have clients coming in we still have, you know, um, our stores are open, our salons are open, our gyms are open. So to me here, there's not much change in, in that. Yeah, I think given that you're in, in Idaho, when did you guys come off of lockdowns? Um, it was in, let's see, when was it? 
I don't even remember. I think it was June, the end of June. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I think, I think Idaho has probably stabilized a bit and has uh, reclaimed some semblance of normalcy, whereas a lot of other states, Texas, Arizona, California, especially are still in the throes of it. And there's been a deep, deep, deep cut there. Yeah. Well, I've also noticed, you know, with us, there's a lot of us who are being um, more boisterous, I guess, saying that um, we're not going to close down unless the government gives us, uh, gives us uh, uh, a letter because last time we, most of us shut down and we still could have been opened that we found out. And so that being said, there's a lot of us standing up saying, you know what, we're not closing until we have the letter from the government saying we can't be open because a lot of us um, shut down and it did, you know, do some damage to, to the businesses around here, but we were also fast to pick, repick it back up. So, yeah. You know, yeah. You know, some of it, some of the people that's closed down around, maybe they could have still stayed open knowing that they could have done that, you know, and then they wouldn't have closed and they still wouldn't be closed. Mm. Yeah. Well, I, I'm tempted to call that patriotic, although I don't want to get political. Uh, so I'll, I'll plead the fifth. <laughs> I'll, I'll plead the fifth on that. And that's, of course, not to undermine the, the absolute sheer terror that uh, this virus has uh, planted in the hearts and I wouldn't say hearts so much as minds of the, uh, uh, the world. So very scary stuff. But in any case, in any case, in any case, and we uh, obviously feel uh, immense sympathy and empathy for those that have been affected by uh, the fangs of this god-awful uh, virus. So uh, a heart extends to you if that is you or someone you know. Well, hey, Lori, in, uh, in closing, <clears throat> why don't we look at maybe uh, uh, dropping the, the landing gear here on this proverbial plane and uh, start looking at landing the conversation for today. So um, to deploy something a bit more tactical to give our, again, our listeners something um, uh, of a, a pro tip, let's say, if you were to provide some sort of pro tip advice, insight, something of the sort that would be tactical that the listeners could deploy in their businesses tonight, tomorrow, this morning, whenever they listen to this, what might that be if only one thing as an actionable that they could take away from this uh, conversation with you and I? Um, I think I would say just, um, push forward, do what your heart feels. Um, I think that they should be careful on what they choose to do and not jump into a great big, um, oh, what am I trying to say? A great big, um business all at once you know for those who are just starting start out with one or two things work on that until you have your clientele build up and then add two that's what i would say 
Love it. Minimum viable products or minimal viable service or some flavor thereof. Uh, remind me, Lori, was Rome built in a day? It was not. No, of course not. Brick by brick, people. Brick by brick. All right. Well, hey. House, not a card house. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Let's not build a house on sand either. Let's not build no. a house on sand. And the best way to hedge against that is serve your customers with intense passion, let's say. And, uh, and, a, and a host of other things that we'll get into in future episodes. And I'm sure we'll have Lori back here down the line. So, well, hey, in the spirit of getting back to uh, our respective worlds and uh, helping people look and feel more beautiful, why don't we uh, end on a high note, which is how can the listeners of the podcast today get in touch with you, find you, connect with you, whatever? Maybe that's Twitter, Pinterest, snail mail, fax machine, message in a bottle. How can they find you? Well, they can find me on Facebook under Theta Wellness Spa or under Lori, Duke, Lori Miller Duke, or you can give me a call at 208-431-3393. Love it. Well, Lori, thanks for the time. We, uh, we're glad that you were able to jump on the show today. Um, I'm sure we'll be talking soon. Yeah. Thank you. All right. This has been the Body Beauty day. Show with Austin Evans, sponsored and brought to you by Artemis Distribution. Take care.